0: Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. Live from the parking lot of the Golden Parrot, it is the Blackcast, <laughs> hunkered down from the Bunker Edition. Hi, I'm Christian Blatt. And for those not watching the YouTube version, I'm so disappointed because you can't see the fact that our dear friend Thomas J. Kelly is in his car in a parking lot. Did somewhere. You hear that? Is that- at an indis- undisclosed location, somewhere on Long Island. Yeah, we're
1: in the parking. I'll tell you exactly where I am. Uh, I- I'm in uh, Uncle Giuseppe's grocery store parking lot. Uh, the hoarders just left, and the looters are coming in soon. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, That'll yeah, be very. S- it'll be very relevant in a week. I'm going to be a week ahead on that joke you're, too. Yeah,
0: definitely a week ahead on that. Yeah, just put up a sign that says uh, "Toilet Paper, $16 ah. a roll." <laughs>
1: You know, I paid, uh, I paid 10. I paid 10. Uh, You made jokes.
0: Tom, I, this is only for the video. Uh,
1: Oh, oh, squeeze in the Charmin. Yeah. And the sexual innuendo that can come with that too.
0: I, I have 60 rolls of toilet paper, uh, because when, when the first wave started, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Nobody should run around, but just to be on the safe side, I'm going to order some on the target app. And then it took four days to be shipped, but I got it. And I already had, I don't know, I already had like a, I don't know, 16 rolls or something. So I got like, so, uh, but this oh, was no, like, I've this was, this was like early. So this is like May, uh, sorry, March 9th or something. So this was when you could still order stuff like that on the Target app. Now you can, you can get it in store sometimes, but you can't order any of the essentials on the pickup in store, the, the mail ha. order. You can't get any of that stuff. Or uh, in bulk or not at all. Not at all. You can't even get a roll of toilet paper. I, I mean, we're perilously low on Clorox wipes here at the
1: Blatt household. Um, uh, and and I'm down to my uh, – I have, I have about eight left in here wow. that I use when I need to go to an ATM, which yeah. I, uh, I'm now hoarding cash, so I'm okay on that. But if I need to get gas or need to touch something – I have eight left of this, and then we're done for the whole state of New York. Yeah, right, exactly. But I'll, t- but I'll tell you a quick side story on toilet sure. paper. Uh, if I could give a shout-out to my first uh, official friend our age with the COVID, uh, Eddie Carroll in the house, um, about three weeks ago, um, when or two and a half, when the uh, hoarding started. And New York City, I'm telling you, I thought things would be a lot worse in some ways and it took a little bit longer to get this bad than I thought it did. And Eddie posted something about, hey, I can't get toilet paper. I hate America. And he's, you know, Mr. Long Island Republican, a little Mr. Donald Trump. And he's hating on people who uh, needed toilet paper and were hoarding toilet paper. And I said, no, man, you want to stock up because you never know when you need it. Yeah. And he sort of made fun of me and called me uh, Mr. Uh, Paranoia. And he says, Tom, COVID doesn't even give you diarrhea. Well, guess what? He got it. And guess what? He also has. The oh, poops. no.
0: So he's, he's he got, got diarrhea.
1: Better, he's got it. He's, and I don't even want to make jokes because he's healthy. He's fine. He's going to no, get that's through it. But, but, but he got knocked on his ass. And, uh, and, he, and anyway, now every couple of, every day or so, I call him to make sure he's okay and to offer him a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> um, but I, but when I saw his joke about it on Facebook, yeah, I knew I knew where you could buy it for, uh, and it was slightly overpriced. It was well, ten bucks for six.
0: Okay, well that's slightly, yeah. You know, I was talking about this uh, probably on our last episode. There's, I, I don't see a lot of like out now price gouging, but there's subtle price gouging. So your retailers, all prices have been rolled back to non sale, a little bit higher than you remembered. Uh, and one of the extra packages of toilet paper I have is because I went to a target and when I walked in, it was like an SNL sketch where everyone walking around was holding toilet paper. And I, I had 48 rolls at the time and I'm like, well, shit, I should get some more. So I did yeah. get some more. And this lady next to me, it, it, it's the self checkout and it rings up at like $25 and she's like $25. This was sixteen dollars last week, and the lady who worked there's just like, yeah, I don't know, that's just what it is. And she's like, well, I don't want it, and I'm and I'm like, I should take hers too because, yeah, uh, you know, I and so I, I'm imagining that lady, you know, shitting in the backyard, thinking like, well, I did have it. It's like it's a, it was the principle of that nine dollars, but yeah, it's just like things cost. I'm like, this isn't what really what things cost, but you know and it's not like not the, the, like the gas station that has the package of wet wipes for 8 dollars that's that's different i'm talking about like your your targets and even your supermarkets the you know i mean they, i haven't seen like out like crazy prices but i've seen like oh kind of everything costs a little bit more than it should
1: the, there are arguments in favor for that a little bit of price gouging prevents hoarding
0: yeah, you know? no, no, I, I think if, it, look, if a package of uh, of 24 rolls of toilet paper was just, was, you know, $45, you wouldn't have as many people buying it. Now, unfortunately, you would have the people who can't afford that many, you know, so they'd have to, like, yeah, well, split the package. The side of it. They'd have to split the package of 44 for, like, a whole street or something, you know. So, yeah, I, and look, I I've, I don't know, I've heard a, a, a lot of, of those kind of arguments. Now, you were talking about, so that you knew somebody that has it um somebody the only person that I know and look I don't know her well anymore we're, we're Facebook friends uh I don't know if you knew a girl named Sherry who was a an NBC page uh you know while I was there but later when I was there she's the only person I know of. I think she lives in Queens or, or maybe Brooklyn I don't know you have she's to the send first, me a picture yeah uh, so she's the first person that I know that had it she described it she talked about you know, she she had like a post that I thought was it was very kind of important information for people to think about because she works freelance and she has sort of this like yep. weird insurance where if she works x number of hours she has the insurance but she's not going to be able to meet her hours. But she was lucky in that the company she was working for was like it's going to be okay, you know. So it's uh you know it's definitely one of those things that uh, you know you you definitely think about when. You don't have like the the out now benefits, and of course, uh, our insurance, my my wife's insurance through the union is about to end at the end of the month. But we, uh, especially because we have kids, we were able to uh, switch over to good old Cobra. Obamacare. Yeah, we switched over to uh, Obamacare, uh,
1: Obamacare or Cobra?
0: No, 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 Obamacare. Cobra is v- okay, is wow. way way more expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay yeah and yeah, uh, the the kids are on something called medical it's sort of like uh, it's kind of like medicare for kit for uh for the state I, yeah. I,
1: I, Listen the country I don't are we are we going political or science fiction we can no we can, uh, we, can,
0: we can go no 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 the science fiction will come later we, we can talk political and look there's a, a great fan of the black cast who was a little disappointed for how political the last episode was. And I was like, look, it's going to seep in a little bit just because of the nature of everything that's going on right now. But we spent more time in our previous episode talking about this memo that circulated around New York warning against the dangers of rim jobs. I don't know if you saw that the New York Post reported it. Wow. Yeah. Yes, uh, especially the
1: one thing the, the, the blazers is on top of is the rim job.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, especially like, you know, just sort of extra safe sex practices. It's trying to discourage you from the rim jobs. And you know, my argument is if I if I'm not going to be able to do rim jobs, you tell me how to keep myself entertained for 2 weeks, okay? Uh, but <laughs> anyway, what was now, the point? Are
1: you ready for a real You ready for a kick in the butt on that one? Pardon the pun. But I, uh, when I first met Christian God 20-something years, or almost 20 years ago, I was very squarely still a virgin for many years into that friendship. And (laughs) And then I took pity on you
0: one day, and I brought you you around ah! back to the the bar in Hoboken, and I was like, Tom, somebody's going to make you a man. It might as well be me.
1: Yeah, well, no, but just because (laughs) – no, and you know, ready for a photo. I wasn't, I always just called that lick in the a-hole. Like I didn't really know what a rim job was yeah. by the word rim job until, um, fucking, uh, de Blasio, man. <laughs> and that's the one thing. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's just a great New York city expression yeah. that you've just everything now is if something goes wrong in your life, you just go fucking de Blasio. You uh,
0: you were gonna make a political point, but before you do, I need to let everybody know who's watching on YouTube, and if you're listening, you can know it too. This portion of the black cast is brought to you by day drinking because why the fuck not? Anyway,
1: go ahead, Tom. you know. Along those lines. Also, I'm going to do my quick plug at the beginning because I always do my plugs a minute 50 here and the numbers don't quite tick up. Uh, (laughs) Tom Kelly show on YouTube. Yes. Tom Kelly show on Instagram. Tom Kelly show on Twitter. I'm a comedian who is now underemployed and I have no direction people uh so follow me there yeah you know if i if, if
0: i were anything resembling a professional at the beginning when i introd you instead of talking about the car you were in
1: i i would have which we haven't oh, talked no. enough
0: about that car by the way what year is that is it a 1990
1: it's a 1991 volvo oh, car is gosh. almost 30 years old true story i now date women just as old as my car, that's my target demo. i'm I'm actually uh,
0: disappointed in
1: you that you don't date women younger than your car. Yeah, no, I think there's a there's an honest realization at this point. Uh, I know like my friend Mike he made fun of me like uh, when I go down and hang I used to hang out with girls who wouldn't sleep with me, then his line is now you hang out with girls who could be like your younger sister who won't sleep with you, and now you're hanging out with women who could be your nieces and won't sleep with you. And the next step is hanging out with women who could be my daughter and won't sleep with me.
0: Um, yeah, no, I mean, you you get to that point. I mean, uh, fortunately for me, I have let's see, I haven't been oh, well, I haven't been single for sixteen years. But the fact you know, just sort of like working with with hosts over at AfterBuzz TV and the the producer of of the Dennis Miller option, she's thirty one. So it's like you're surrounded by people in their twenties and early thirties, and you're like especially for like the, you know, these people that are in their 20s, you're like, oh, it wouldn't, it's like mathematically very possible that I could be your dad, you know? Like, you know well, somebody-
1: and, and and I do believe age is a a state of mind. It's a state of life. Like I know 20-year-olds who are living lives much older than you and I as you continue your day drinking. And, and by the way, what size, That's is that a 12-ouncer?
0: It's a 12-ounce can of uh, Jenny Cream Ale, which by the way, is uh n- not available in this region uh my my dear friend uh timmy finn he brought it to me from new york and i was saving it for a rainy day and i'm like well fuck it is definitely pouring right now i have a you'll like this i i have a 12 pack of yingling that i bought i do don't know probably two years ago and i'm yeah. like w- w- why is it still in the closet i gotta make room for those you know, this is yeah. definitely
1: what I'm saving them for is right now. I'll be honest, Yingling is kind of a cool beer to have nowadays, but I have not seen a can of jetty cream in a twelve ounce size in a long, long time. That is uh does that count as a micro brew if it just if the brewery never got bigger? <laughs>
0: if the brewery if the brewery just didn't expand enough. Uh, anyway, all right. So we're we're you know, we're all over the place, which I love, by the way. That's that's what the definition of the black cast is, but in terms of, was there a point you were building up to? Were you going to talk to Blasio? Yeah, listen, to talk man, Trump?
1: Uh, no, the whole thing is, listen, I don't have the answer, but the problem is nobody else does either. And there's nobody leading this thing for better or worse. You got Trump. I uh, actually, I hate to say this. Uh, Trump said some of the right things and are uh, the problem with this disease is our American freedom and our inability to follow instructions and care for our common man uh, is going to make this disease spread, so I might as well go back to work. Like, right now, the neighbor across the street... Geez, you know what? She's not going to listen. Yeah, the neighbor across the street from my parents is entertaining guests from out of town. You know, and it's, you know... um, There are people who are treating this seriously who have not left their fallout shelters, and then there are people who are treating this like spring break and it's not just the college kids man uh you go down to the playgrounds and kids are on the playgrounds uh you know like i hate the double standard the double standard of what's allowed to be open and what is Yeah,
0: look here here in los angeles they had to close the beaches they had to close the hiking trails in the parks because it was like well we can't go anywhere let's all go hiking at the same time and you know, sort of expanding out from LA, a a friend of mine was going to the like Palm Springs, Palm Desert area and the, I don't know, somewhere wherever she was going, she was going through Joshua Tree and it looked like it it was the busiest time of year there because it was like, well, we'll go with the great outdoors, but you know, you're not keeping any kind of, of distance. And you know, I, I know that uh, they, they've they had to, you know, they closed a lot of parks and things like that first weekend in New York, from what I heard, everybody was like out in Central Park or wherever and they, you know, they were just all crammed into there. So, it was like, it's like, I don't know, I saw an article, the The headline was like, this is not a snow day. You know what I mean? This isn't like you no. get to go out and play, you know, it's like, it's, it's, there's a, there's a reason why they're telling you to stay inside. And you know, I think that look it's it 's tough because first of all we 're not China we can 't impose the kind of lockdown that they did, and even so it 's three months and now they 're finally starting to get back to normal you know now they're so, only now now they 're only shooting students, you know not people who have a car <sighs> wow
1: um if, if anything if anything old. deserves
0: the wacky horn in the car that 's it
1: wow i'm i'm I am intentionally not beeping because. I don't want to get caught not violating the quarantine or I don't want to get caught violating the quarantine after that joke. Oh yeah, are you but, not
0: supposed to? Are you not supposed to be out anywhere like after midnight? Like no, we- you,
1: this is double standard. You're allowed to be anywhere you want. Uh, they just ask you to stay inside, and you're, you're not like right now. I, I don't want to screw with the camera, but I'm in the shadow of the best hamburger joint on Long Island uh, that would give your In and Out Burger a run for its money. They take cash only. Mom and Pop, All-American. It's a a walk-through. It's a walk-in. Wendy's? uh, restaurant. No, All-American, it's called. No, no, no. (laughs) Dirty Bastard. No, Bad Christian. Old dirty Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I got you all in check. Uh, All-American over there is essentially, it's a real 1950s, they call it a drive-in, but you don't drive in, you drive up to it, and you walk in to get your food. And there's still a line around the block, it's it's a great hamburger. There's always a line outside to get it, and you're telling me that's an essential business, but um, but working in a factory may or may not be, or working at the car dealership isn't. Um, I don't, uh, you know, there's just no friggin' standards. The ice cream shop next door to it, and we just voluntarily shut down. The Italian ice place is open. You know, there's just nobody wow. is.
0: I mean, it's, know, Long, it's Long Island. The Italian ice place isn't essential. Yeah, it would be. It, it would be like if, if if the the feds tried to close down Bagel Boss. You know, they'd be like, we 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 need to be open. You know.
1: Now and there you go. How much of this like takeout and takeout food? You're like America. Stay inside. Don't touch people. But order takeout food you know no. yeah no well,
0: so i have uh ordered a, a little i've done a little bit of takeout food because you know there's some local businesses that i feel like you know what the little bit that i can do and the first place we went was a chinese restaurant because i felt like they're particularly hard hit you know i mean even going back like a month before this that was sort of the the some of the first things that people started to be like well i gotta have chinese food. yeah So, uh, and everywhere that I have gone, I've wanted to take pictures of the way, how far apart everybody waiting for food is. But also, I know everybody's freaked out and, you know, invasion of privacy and whatnot. Uh, The place I went today, they actually had like footprints, you know, like little stickers put on the floor for where you should stand if you're waiting. And I was like, all right. So, but yeah, so it's like in general, people are taking it seriously. The one place... They have the the, the clean cup that, of pens that are like the new pens that they've they 've scrubbed, and then when you 're done signing, you put it in the in the dirty pen cup, and then you know they they in the barbasol <laughs> yeah, i mean it should like- be yeah that'd be great if it, well, you, you dipped it in there so i I do understand that you know I mean look I have a a, a refrigerator and a freezer that are ridiculously stocked of food the the night that they told us like that they were tightening in the restrictions i was like i didn't quite know what it meant i just knew that in the space of an hour i had bought 376 dollars worth of groceries and i had never even spent close to 200 dollars in a single grocery trip uh you know costco or target trip sure but uh, you know yeah. and so i have all that but it's also like i understand look there's a lot of people who especially people who live by themselves they don't really cook. Uh, so I don't quite know what happens if you don't allow for takeout food anymore. You know, I, I I don't think it's an essential, but I do think it's you're giving a little bit of a lifeline economically, but then also people need it. But I I, I mean, my wife's a little bit more paranoid about all of this than I am. She feels like that's the first thing that's going to go. You know, they're, they're doing this in stages. And then it's like, yeah, you can't go pick out food anymore. First, maybe they'll let they'll let people bring it to us. And then that'll probably stop for a little bit too.
1: I mean, look, I got my friend, Danielle Anastasio, uh, living in Florence, Italy. And you talk about how they cut it back slowly. And again, we're doing everything Italy did wrong. Yeah. Uh, and the next step is they let everybody go to the parks. Then everybody got cold. Um, and listen, I get the need to leave the house. I've been w- going to the beach every day. I've just been going to the part of the beach nobody's at. Um, you know, but we're doing everything Italy did wrong. And if we're trying to save lives and we're trying to keep people out of the ERs and stuff, which I'm on board for that. I just think we're doing it backwards at a certain point. If I were the president now, the first thing I would do is, and this is what I say to anybody listening. If, uh, I mean, knowing the way you publish these things, um, you'll publish this just when... CoVID is cured or it's <laughs> killed us all, but <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah th- this so. is this is actually m- my Twilight Zone episode. You see that it's it's going upload, 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 and then we're all dead, and then it blinks like finished, so like if there were anyone left in the world, they'd be able to listen to it. So basically and, and, and I'm, and I'm Burgess going, Meredith.
1: had the answers. Yeah.
0: I'm Burgess Meredith, surrounded by all the books. I sit down and I go, finally, time enough at last. And then I break my reading glasses and I can't read any of my goddamn books. Uh, no, I'm actually going to post the video probably tomorrow, not tonight. Because uh, so when we're doing this, Tom, Tom and I are straddling the international dateline. It's uh, March 29th, <laughs> Sunday for you, Saturday, March 28th for me. Uh, you're off in the future. Uh, and you look, we're talking to each other from two places that are hard hit, but you live in Manhattan, but how long have you been out of Manhattan now? You're out in Long Island.
1: Uh, I got out of Manhattan. I, I got laid off from work on, um, and when I say laid off, they canceled all the audiences at the TV shows I work for. Sure. Uh, I and you, and you were doing the warm up. Tuesday.
0: I would have, I would have loved you to be warming up. You know, when the, there's no crowd. You know, you're just trying to keep the uh, cameramen excited.
1: Not the show I work for, but a couple <laughs> of other shows let the comedians do that. Uh, I, I was given the chance to get the hell out of Dodge and took it. Um, I so do you remember what date it was that you actually left Manhattan? Uh, we, can, if you can go to a calendar, it was three weeks ago. This coming Tuesday.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so you've actually been out of there for a
1: while. Because remember we, yeah, go ahead. And then remember, everything was slowly shutting down in Manhattan that week. So that would have um, been
0: that was Tuesday, March tenth, and yeah. that was the week where things kind of started to ratchet up a little bit. Um, I actually, I, I went to a concert that Wednesday, the eleventh, and I it was a it was a small club show. It was, you know, there was there was that point. I, I made this joke last episode. There was that point. Where it was like no crowds over a thousand people. Well, no crowds over five hundred people. Okay, two fifty. this crowd was under the two fifty. But uh, the thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. Go figure. I went to the gym that day because I was, I was just going every day that week. I was just like, it wasn't anything to think about. And like, I was mindful at that point. And what I was doing differently was spraying down before I used it. And again, after I used it for anybody else, which I guess maybe is what you're supposed to do, but doing the double spray down, it was uh, it was not very well populated, but that was the day we picked up the kids from their, their preschool, which is a private preschool. It's not a public school. Uh, we picked them up and that, that, Evening was when they were like, yeah, school's going to be closed for two weeks. And we're like, what? Why is school closed mm-hmm. for two weeks? And, you know, it—it it, it's like the next couple days is when things really ratcheted up. And, you know, that week that started Monday the 16th. Um, this is a, This is a bit of a hot take, Tom. I blame all of this on Daylight Savings Time. We changed the clocks and everything's been fucked up ever since. You know? I think we need to go change the clocks back and everybody's going to be healthy. We can go outside. We can, you know, the baseball season will start. We'll have the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to have, gonna have uh, rock music festivals. You know,
1: I, yeah. I think it's the time change. Yeah. Who's producing this podcast? Fucking de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we want everybody back in the
0: churches on Easter. Okay. That's what it really,
1: uh, you which know, by the uh, way, yeah.
0: At this point, that ha- that's been ratcheted back. And uh, look, I, I it's very right it's very easy to be critical of Trump. Uh, you can say that we could have been better prepared because we could have been, but obviously, the idea that he could have been prepared for exactly this, uh, I don't know how much better. I think that you know we could have had more tests and ventilators and shit, but I think it would have ended up here no matter who the president was. I just think it was bad that within this calendar month he called it a hoax. But you know, I think that he's doing listen, what he's doing
1: ni- right now. The nice, the nice thing about living in New York uh, and having my senator uh, and your former senator, Chuck, Schumer? one of the guys, and yeah, listen, yeah. I voted. I have blamed. I didn't vote for Trump. There are things he did right, and there are things he's done wrong. There are things that uh Schumer, my boy, that I have voted for, Schumer. Has done wrong When Trump closed the airports to China Schumer called him racist
0: By the way, he wasn't the only one A lot of people were saying that And I don't know I, I, I don't think I had a strong opinion But I'm like, oh, that seems excessive But in hindsight, I said this This I definitely said in, in our last episode Or maybe it was on the Trump Report show That I do for After Buzz TV uh, Tuesdays, uh, no, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern, but anyway the, uh, think about how many lives that saved, you know was like, no. no flights in from China,
1: sorry everybody but listen, the other thing he's doing wrong that uh, Bush did right after 9-11 is you gotta shut down, there's no reason anybody should be flying right now Yeah. right now, air tra- we've had enough warning time, we should all be staying at home And we're not doing enough big gestures to let people know this is serious. And I think that's the problem right now is because we're giving everybody their little back door to take a break from this, everyone's taking advantage of that back door. I thought part of why I rushed out of Manhattan was I thought um, all the bridges would be closed like they did during Hurricane Sandy. I got trapped in Manhattan. Uh, I did not go down to Florida because I thought I was going to be trapped down in Florida. Otherwise, I would have taken the two-week vacation or a couple-of-day vacation and flown back and uh, detoxed in Manhattan or something or found a place to uh, uh, do the 14 days that they're talking about. Uh, But the bottom line right now is everybody is doing this a little bit wrong. I do think Obama would be handling this better. I do not think Biden would be handling this better. How about that for an honest political statement? Sure. I think we need clear... Leadership, somebody who understands science and somebody who is willing to uh, make an ass of themselves. Like, listen, Bush gets a little bit of credit for this and Obama gets a big chunk of it. Um, The Bush and Obama stimulus packages were better than what just the barrel of pork that just got passed this week. Uh, you know like uh,
0: i mean the you know the the funding for the arts the 25 million dollars for the kennedy center you're just like i'm sure that's important to some people but look it's a perfect example where it's like it, it's very easy for people in the media to rail against you know, those awful republicans but it's like yeah but why did that bill get slowed down because who put stuff in there that didn't belong in there? And then it get it's gets passed anyway because they're like, "All right, well, you're dug in on this bullshit." And yeah, look, the idea that a what is it two trillion dollars? Look, that's great, but those twelve hundred dollar checks are really not going to do that much, you know? I mean, no, and, and and look, it's great that we're getting them. I'm not even saying that. It's just like it's, are not, you even a, it's them not even. It's not even. I, I, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll get one. I mean, look, and I'll get the five hundred dollars ones for each of my kids too. So we're gonna I, I get. At, so I think we're gonna, a we're gonna get thirty four. We're gonna get
1: thirty four hundred dollars. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? I'm pretty sure your wife had a good 2019.
0: No, no, she did not. Oh, it was not. 2018.
1: She made the money. 2018
0: in? was all right. Um, we the well only money. The only money. The only money she made was residuals. And the, uh, and you know, I made some uh, podcasts and writing money, but uh, and, and, no, no, and- 2019, <laughs> 2019 has us uh, already scheduled to get a, uh, a very nice tax return uh, regardless of,
1: of this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the stimulus check is going to be greater than your income yeah. from the podcast. That's what you're saying. Uh, pretty much.
0: Yeah uh before we move on it's time for another sponsor <laughs> uh this segment of the black cast is brought to you by jolt cola yeah that's right I, because you want to be awake for all of this um this was wait, just is that a what year is that from you know you can there's there was like a, a bit of a resurgence so this is a, this is like not even a full year old there's like a, a specialty soda store that i that i have it. And uh, again, it's it's there for a rainy day. I'm not going to open it now. It was more just a prop because I, I was thinking of like, what are some fun fun things that I can do, taking advantage of the fact that, you know, there's a video element to this. And for people who have seen videos that I've done here previously, I really am in the fallout shelter. Now, this is the back room in my garage, Tom. And these boxes here, these are all, These are all like comic book boxes that I shipped from New York when I moved. Old
1: old Staples boxes, yeah.
0: uh, Also, I I like to show off the fact that this is my Star Wars trilogy, but here's the beauty of this. VHS? the the original pre-special edition widescreen VHSs.
1: (laughs) Wow! So
0: that's the kind of yeah, and and I've wow. you know, I've done some uh, unboxing stuff. I've held up like old comic books and stuff down here. I'm staring at a box that is filled with all my materials for years of the Star Wars fan club. Oh yeah, there's good stuff down here. Don't worry. Hand shot first. Yeah. Hand shot first. <laughs> my clunky. Anyway, uh, so yeah, look, I think that it's it's easy to point at the 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 bad politics of it and you know they're i don't know look it's it's really unprecedented because i mean you can compare it to the spanish flu all you want it, you know it, it that's it's such that's like more than 100 years ago you know what i mean and it's just the world was such a different place but i guess they did learn some lessons because the spanish flu uh, proliferated the way it did, because they had all these like post World War one like parades to celebrate the 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 troops who came home and there were there was like a huge parade in Philadelphia, which led to you know so many people getting it and spreading it so I mean at least early on they did things that at the time seemed unprecedented i mean canceling that St Patrick's Day Parade in New York and of course the one in Boston too. I, I I was I was surprised. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sh- look, I'm sure people still threw up in the middle of the street that day, you know, so it probably felt like the parade, but you know, there weren't as many of
1: them. I always thought that it was just such a great thing that Tom Brady put his notice in that he's leaving the Patriots yeah. on the day the St. Patrick's Day parade in Boston got canceled. I thought it was his way of saying Boston, I never loved you to begin with.
0: Yeah, I I think that's great. I also think like ESPN made that happen. They somehow like they kicked money over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're like, look, we need something to talk about. You know, we can't we uh, can't keep talking about which members of the Utah Jazz have uh, have coronavirus.
1: You know, well, and along those lines of bringing it back to the Jazz, uh, the guy who owns the Knicks has it. It just came out today, Jimmy Dolan. Colin. Yeah. Oh. Now man. I'm getting I'm getting this from a text message, Shane, and not an actual news source. But I'm pretty sure Dolan has it. You know, and it he, shows
0: you he's a very talented musician. He has a band called JD and the Straight Shots. You know what? If you were a billionaire, you would too, buddy well, boy. Th- believe me, if if you listen to James uh, JD and the Straight Shots, you would understand it.
1: There's a great SNL sketch uh, where they do Morning Joe. Oh, and yeah. Morning, yep. And Morning Joe has uh, – and Joe Scarborough, the Morning Joe guy, has a band. And he plays at a local barn, actually just a few blocks from my apartment. And his line is, I'll be playing at Prohibition. Me and the MSNBC interns <laughs> are rocking. You know, <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so Fox News, New York Post New York Daily News, uh, CNN They all say James Dolan uh, Test positive for coronavirus uh, I think uh, You know, there have been some high profile ones Obviously the, the biggest from like an entertainment Standpoint was Tom Hanks And poor Rita Wilson Because that story was Tom Hanks and his wife And she's like I like to think I'm more than just Tom Hanks' wife But come on uh, But uh uh, Boris Johnson the the UK Prime Minister I almost said Boris Yeltsin which you know I do I'm pretty sure, I pretty sure he's dead pretty sure he's <laughs> dead but um so yeah I don't know I mean it's uh I think that that's the the interesting thing is when you see the people that that are getting it the people that can get it and the the thing that makes it scary for me one the idea that if, if if my kids got it, like if I got it, I would be like, oh, that sucks, and I hope I would pull through. Because I mean, I have asthma, so anything that deals with respiratory, you know, could actually be a little rough on me. But the uh, yeah, the idea that my kids get it is horrifying. But so the the whole concept that like the symptoms vary the 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 way it hits you very you know there's all these things it's so varied and you read about these experiences some of them seem like "Ah, it's not so bad others you're like oh this like 30
1: year old woman died and you're like yeah so well i feel like we would take covid more seriously if instead of telling people it affected the elderly we said it affected children and kittens
0: well, you know, the first cat did get it today. Did you see that?
1: You're full shit.
0: No, I, I, I swear. I, I I know that sounds like the perfect right. setup. Uh, you know, really and, and, now, because punchline's
1: been ruined by a
0: fact. By a fact, yeah. Because I would have to. I don't know. Look, if it was a joke, I would have had some follow up that it's. I, I don't know, pussy nineteen or something. I, I don't. I don't know exactly what the joke would have been, but that's. It's. It's a variation on that. Make that Um, 20
1: after this show Uh -uh.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but uh, So, you know, and then It's a a coronavirus But maybe not COVID-19 Is what the story said Because, you know, the media They're uh, very quick to report Something that might be terrifying But if it's not The retraction will be in very small print You uh, you want to
1: get this cured Forget the CDC Get PETA on this thing, baby yeah, no, that's true get, get, get the guys who made Tiger King on this
0: Yeah, you know I, t- I keep talking about Tiger King I think my wife and I are going to watch it After I finish this with you, we're going to watch one I haven't had any time to watch it um, And it's like this, this is like This is like so much worse than Bird Box Because everybody watched Bird Box and Not everybody liked it This is something that everybody seems Enthralled by, even though the guy seems Like he's terrible
1: So uh, I really feel out of the loop here. And and I'm not going to give anything away. Um, It's not just, let's put it like this. There's no winners in this one. And when you think it's going one way, then it goes another. And then it goes a third. Anybody who tries it, you really need to give it two full episodes. Okay. And then you're hooked for the rest of the run. Uh, and, And shit really starts to happen in the last five minutes of episode two. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. No, nope, that's uh, good but to know. Don't uh episode one may or may not be a snooze fest if you're not into looking at pictures of tigers. Well it's uh, beautiful. It's a beautiful no cause it I'm is all in. it's because what and what makes it interesting, even when it's boring, it's majestic animals.
0: You right. Know? No, no, I look, I and I think it's great that people have something like this to talk about right now because I think this is exactly what they need. Uh, and, uh, a little bit later, we'll talk about some other new content that's been generated, uh, during this pandemic. Uh,
1: well, but, what, uh, wait, hang on. What are you talking about Picard? Because we yeah, do have to talk about that. We later. do.
0: No, I know. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but, uh, uh, I did want to talk about something that, uh, President Trump has backed away from in like the last day or so, which is basically, Oh, I see that you've found I tried. how to do that now. Yeah, exactly. The, uh... This is my first Zoom meeting. Oh, I'm so excited to do Yeah, look, I've done I've done a lot of shows on Zoom for uh, After Buzz. And uh, my wife uses it to teach. She teaches screenwriting for the New York Film Academy, oddly enough, in Burbank, oh, California. In Burbank, California, yeah. So she's been doing distance learning there. Uh, so we use Zoom actually quite a bit. And I've this is the the second black cast being done this way. Uh, but I, I've i made the the uh, decision to bring the, the big boy microphone because, uh, you know, it's a little bit more professional. Uh, it sounds better. Right? Yeah, I, I think so. Better. Yeah, I think the sound in the in the one we did last week, it, it was OK. But I think that this is a lot better. So there was this uh, idea that uh, President Trump floated, I think, yesterday into earlier today, this idea that they would uh, quarantine New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And that's been uh, dialed back just like uh, severely stricter restrictions. And I also saw that in in Rhode Island, they've been stopping people with New York license plates and making them quarantine for 14 days. So I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, both of those things.
1: Listen, there's a certain level of nobody is taking this. I, 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 I don't disagree with Trump on this. I just wish we would do it on our own, but we're not doing this. First, Manhattan should have been quarantined a month ago or two weeks ago, for sure, uh, for the protection of the people in it and for the protection of the people outside it. They should have clo- uh, uh, there was a point where they just should, should have said, this is like Hurricane Sandy. It is not safe for you to leave here. It is not safe for you to be on the highways for a little bit. And then they got to close the damn thing down. Um, I'm on board for that. Listen, if we're shutting the economy down, it's time to shut down a little bit of the travel. Because what you can see from the basketball stuff is that this travels in circles of people. That uh, there's a, The New York Times had an article on uh, a bunch of rich people in Connecticut had one big birthday party, one infected person spread it to 50 wealthy people who went to other big circles and it spread from circle to circle to circle.
0: Yeah, I heard about um, that. And it spread, you know, a, a various wealthy communities. But like then one person went to South Africa. So they yeah, literally brought it to the other side of the world. And there's the, the like the doctor or whatever from New Rochelle who, you know, went to some events there. And then he went into New York every day. So it, that's, well, and that New guy's Rochelle- the example that they use for, the fact that one person can infect 59,000 people.
1: Yeah. And New Rochelle, the great one there is uh, as Trump is trying to open the, the churches, um, you can hear me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I just, no, 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 uh, I just, I played with the headset for a second. Sure. Um, but look at what happened in New Rochelle. One Jewish temple ruined the damn town. And the difference between Jews and Catholics. is- Well, now you sound Catholic, like
0: the you sound like the residents of New Rochelle fifty years ago. No, 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 because I was. To go I know. For a I know. Now you want me sounding like an anti-Semite. <laughs> no, Thanks. it's not you. I'm saying that's what. No,
1: no, no but the yeah, I know that. That's the it's the same guy
0: I'm talking Jews. about. He went to like a bris, and there were so many. You know, there were tons of people there, and then. He then also – yeah, so, like, there was a minute where, like, New Rochelle was the epicenter – one of the epicenters of the, the country. Sent
1: the National Guard to New Rochelle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, but and I was going to say this will never happen at a Catholic church because Catholics only go twice a year. But <laughs> – That is <laughs> – yeah, but I although there I, I think in Italy there
0: were uh there were instances of the the shared goblet of wine still happening even like during this. Yeah,
1: I, I you're
0: hearing like, you know, stories where it's like people are just so locked into the traditions whereas like I don't know, in the Lutheran church I went to, we always got our own individual like super mini shot glass, you know, like we, we like our wine was we we had it in our own little glass. I'm, God damn Protestants.
1: That's what I say.
0: <laughs> you sound like my grandfather.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I went to church uh, the Monday that all shit started breaking loose in Manhattan and they were still doing communion line. Um, you know, and you get into, I, I am working on being more religious. It's, uh, or I was until the shutdown. And you get into, are you telling people they can't pray as a group? that's meaningful to some people. I have found, I don't know if I have found God and I don't want to push this on anybody, uh, but I have enjoyed the process of going to church once a week. I go to therapy at four, church at 5.30 has been my Monday routine. And, you know, and what I get out of going to church is seeing people who are uh, devout where God is a part of their daily life and expressing that is part of their daily life and that you're right, they can't do that. Um, and, and I guess the big thing that nobody's getting right now is there are people who have been treating this like spring, spring break. I have a friend who I love. He is possibly on paper the smartest person I know. And when his, they were talking about closing his daughter's school, he started pricing out ski resorts. And then in the end, I mean, he has deep reasons for why he did it um, and personal reasons for why he did it. But he drove to Ohio to get a a puppy for the kid, with the family in tow. And they said they took precautions. They packed food, and thank God everybody's okay. Uh, And this is sort of a great thing that I think about. Everything that happened two weeks ago is. um, I have uh, my cousin through a uh, not a communion, a baby shower, and people who weren't going were made to feel bad by some relatives. Then two days later, I think everybody started realizing. Wait, once they closed the schools on Long Island, they said, "Oh, maybe this is bad," and everybody started backtracking. And then uh, my friend uh, Mike's parents threw their fiftieth anniversary party anyway because they couldn't get the hall fee back. And I made a video of Tom Kelly Corona party hopping. I'm part of that immaturity. I I own this uh, to some degree. But we're now we're three weeks in. we're all we all know tom hanks come on you know at this point we know people who are starting to get it we've made the decision to shut down the economy and we're treating it like a vacation uh and i think we have to pick one we're either going to shut down i think this sh- i don't disagree with trump that shooting shutting down the economy can be just as bad as killing off three percent of the population. If you're in the part of the population that doesn't know how they're going to feed their kid this month and a $1,200 check and Dave Ramsey, a radio guy, a finance guy on the radio I like, uh, has a great line. If you if a $1,200 check is going to change your life this month, you've got bigger problems than this coronavirus, you know, and you do, um, you know, 12, if 1200 bucks is the difference between you paying the rent or not this month you there are other things going on. I, I've lost, um, two thirds of my income, maybe even three quarters. Um, but I live cheap still. I drive in this cheap car. I don't go on vacations. And when I do, they're very inexpensive. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I've been debating writing a book on finance. Um, I was raised by people who were raised in the depression and, people who were born around the time of that Spanish flu you're talking about. And they saw polio, they saw this, they saw that. Nobody in America has a rainy day fund. And then what we're going to do is we're going to keep printing money, giving away stimulus checks to people who didn't save their money. And we're going to devalue the American currency so that those of us who have saved money, your savings are going to be worthless. Uh, and I think bringing this back to the whole thing is if we're, we're taking big risks to save Blank percent of the population, and and I believe in saving the elderly mainly because my mom and dad are elderly. If they were dead, my opinions would be totally different and much more uh, fascist. Um, but I have people I love who are old, so I be- if we're going to do this, we got to do this right. And the other big thing I, I pass along to your listeners is, um, I believe the government should help people. Um, I also believe the government doesn't do a good job of it. Therefore you should hoard your food. You should have a savings of food in your basement. You should have a savings of money in your bank. There should be cash in your pillowcase. And if you have old people, you love, you need to manage this situation so that you say, mom, dad, I'm going to do things for you so that you don't have to go outside because nobody, there are a lot of people in America not treating this seriously. Across the street from me, I have great neighbors that I've loved for 30 years. But you got one neighbor going in and out of the city. He's in a house of ten people who go next door to another house of ten people who have overnight guests this weekend. And I don't want to judge anybody individually, but this is happening all across the country. And those are great people. I'm telling you about again the smartest guy I know drew, drove drove the P- Pittsburgh to get a puppy, um, and then to Home Depot because he needed fencing to keep the puppy in. Because then he realized he would have been a busy road, and you know. And my own mother, my own mother is cooking every dinner like it's Sunday friggin' dinner. Um, and I keep asking, mom, please, I want to keep eight weeks of food in the house. And they're like, no, no, we can always get more. And what they don't get is we can always get more means you are exposing yourself to germs. And whoever comes back in the house is exposing them themselves to you. Um, you know, I'm doing a very selfish thing of I... Chose to live with a 79 year old dad and a 69 year old mom because I felt living in the city would feel like a prison cell. Not having this car would drive me crazy. Um, and, you know, so I'm maybe I'm part of the problem too. Uh, I think we need to take every parent we have, put them in bubble wrap, and keep them away from people. I think same thing with the kids, where uh, I can't tell you how much. Uh, it breaks my heart that we've gone through all these big steps where we're jeopardizing, we're jeopardizing American superiority. Uh, and that's the right way to say this. What makes America great is our money to do great things, to have a great military, to provide great works of charity and infrastructure. And if the money stops, we don't have money to buy these ventilators. You know, we don't, And people don't get that. Uh, and then it always turns into the Bernie Sanders of, oh, we'll tax the rich guy. No, the rich guy will figure out how to get out of this. You know, even if I do believe rich people should give up half their money to a certain degree, but I also believe rich people are too smart to do that. Uh, and I, and I don't mean the rant, but I, I I'm emotional. I I have been on the brink of tears over this. Yeah, because, look,
0: I I talked I talked about yeah. it a little bit in passing. I mean, there were you know, that first week probably like three four days in a row where i just wasn't able to you know stop myself from crying and usually it was because the kids it's really it's felix would ask something in a very specific way like the other day he 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 thought of this on his own and he wanted to know when the big easter egg hunt was going to be that we have every year in in burbank and i had to tell him like you know i don't know if we're going to have it this year we'll have to do it at our house and Maybe even inside, and he's like, "Oh, but just the fact that he's asking," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that I know that's not happening." Uh, There was a lot to unpack in what you said, but I thought that there was a lot worth. It was all worth listening to, so I didn't want to interject. When you're talking about people's lack of faith in the government, I think that's the answer to the question when people are like, "Why are there these long lines at the gun store?" And I uh, support people's rights to own a own a gun. uh, I would hope that they would get the training and how to use it and that they would store it responsibly. I think most gun owners do. Uh, I personally am not comfortable having one in my home, but I completely understand people waiting in that line uh, just in the past week because you don't trust the government and that's not a political party. I don't trust this president. That's, I don't trust the government to do anything, you know? And I think that's when you get to, you know, questions about like, the government handling anything the way the government handled this what makes you think that they're going to be able to handle everybody's health care it's more of a rhetorical question because i don't want to spend a lot of time on that no so Uh, not not trusting the government makes perfect sense uh and then yeah taxing the rich guy sure but if you look around you have guys like steve ballmer the guy who owns the clippers he's you know reached into his pocket and I don't remember how much he's spending, but it's like $25 million, you know, on just sort of helping, helping the cause. I mean, you would love if Mike Bloomberg still had all that money he spent on his cockamamie presidential campaign and he could use that now. Mm. But then you also have, and I don't know, did you see this picture that uh, David Geffen posted today? No, I didn't. So he posted a picture of his yacht uh, and it's his five hundred and ninety million dollars super yacht, and it says uh, sunset last night, isolated in the I don't know somewhere that I don't know how to pronounce Grenadines, but that's probably not how you say that. Uh, mm-hmm. Avoiding the avoiding the virus, mm-hmm. I'm hoping everybody is staying safe. So it's this super yacht that probably you could fit like two thousand people on.
1: I, <laughs> I don't I don't think they're all there,
0: but it's just like I think they're missing the point, and I think that. Look, sometimes people make you feel better In in times of crisis I think 9-11 was a completely different situation You know, you were talking about church before And the last time That I went to church Where it wasn't a holiday Or for like a wedding Or a christening or something uh, I decided I wanted to go on that sunday in 2001 which i think would have been the 16th of september and it's just like i hadn't been forever but i always went as a kid and i'm like it just felt good to go that day i can understand people doing that of course you shouldn't be going to church now but i can you know i don't know a lot of churches i think are like streaming and stuff like that streaming the the sermons or whatnot but I, i can understand people seeking that out because it's like well this doesn't make any sense and when you see those numbers going up and you're like, it's crazy, you want to look out for the economy. You absolutely do. But, and again, the the opening everything by Easter seems like no one's actually trying to do that at this point. But how much more catastrophic is it for the economy when you do it too early? And then all these people go back out there and then you have like a much bigger wave of people getting sick. Now, what I think should happen is places that aren't New York, aren't Los Angeles, you're going to have a lot of places where things can be relatively business as usual. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm assuming in places like Montana, Omaha, Nebraska, they're wide open spaces. People aren't concentrated as much. So I think they're going to have cases. But I also think that they're going to get through it and they'll be on the other side faster. So as infuriating as it might be to people in New York, those people will probably like, yeah, they can go, they'll be able to go to restaurants again. They'll be able to go to movies again long before we are, there won't be any movies to see, but that's not the point. So I think it's just sort of the managing the expectations. And the reason why it's so upsetting, the reason why uh, I was saying that I was, was crying almost every day for a week, just a little bit here and there uh, is because every day was something completely different and so much worse you weren't prepared for the next day. I only made the mistake once of looking at the news, you know, looking at headlines before I went to bed. Suffice to say, I didn't sleep that night. So, uh, and then the tricky thing about the job that I have is preparing Dennis Miller's podcast. I kind of have to look at a lot of news. So I'm doing that like on Sunday nights and I'm, I kind of wish I wasn't. But the rest of the time, I'm just like, no, I'll, I'll see if there's any good, any good comic book news, that sort of stuff, you know?
1: No, uh, you you had a great point before, and I've been meaning to ask this for most of the show. Uh, how let's talk about this mentally? Is it better for you to think that to have someone lie to you, and let's not even make it the president Have anybody lie to you and say, "Yeah,
0: if Doctor you know, Fauci comes on TV and lies to all of
1: us." Well, let's 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 make it. Dr. Bob, I did put a face on Sure, this. no, no, I if mean, I somebody in his position, deal.
0: but yeah, let's, you know what? A doctor who lies on TV, oh, I don't know, Dr. Phil, let's call him that.
1: Well, that man, let me tell you something right now, that man's mustache is a national treasure. Um,
0: <laughs> you know what, that's true, yeah, because Alex Trebek got rid of his, and at least Dr. Phil still has the stash.
1: Now, would you rather hear, this is over April 12th, And have the rug pulled out of you on the 11th? Or do you want an honest answer of this could be going till July?
0: Yeah, I would rather, I would honestly rather hear that it's till July because I think by the way that it's going until at least June. Uh, But uh, July is not going to surprise me. I think where you get into the media responsibility is when you start seeing the headlines that say 18 months, because if it goes that long, People are going to just be like, fuck it, we're just going out. I'm sorry if people can't say, because you can't can't enforce 18 months, even if you do it gradually. There's going to be a breaking point. And I feel like July might be that. So you're going to have to get to a point of like, we feel like we're going to have it under control. We hope to be able to do it by June, but you know what? We might not, you know. But yeah, saying April 12th like that was too soon, I think. And, you know, look, it was a best case scenario. Uh, yeah, when this first started, I actually said April first. This is going back like I don't know whatever that was, the the 10th of March, because I'm like the economy can't handle it beyond that. They're only going to do it for a couple weeks, and then it just it got so much worse. And that's sort of the managing expectations throughout the course of the whole thing. You know, is just you keep moving that line because you look at the numbers and geez, you look at you look at New York, you look at New York City, not New York State. And you just see how many, you know, just the the way that the the numbers are, like, quadrupling overnight. And, yes, it's because now you're actually testing people. But still, you know, you're just like, oh, yeah, this. And, and then everybody's saying it's like, oh, yeah, like, two, three weeks from now is going to be the worst of it. You know? So, I think if, you know, the realistic, look, people will be upset. But if you feel like it's June or July, you should tell us June or July. Don't keep telling us it's going to be in two weeks. It's going to be in two weeks.
1: You know. See, yeah, I don't know what's better for my mentality. I felt a little bit better. I I was used to saying July, and you know what? I felt a little better when Trump said April twelfth. Uh, and I'm not saying that was responsible on his part, um, but a friend of mine, Charlie, uh, who who's a uh, Logistics guy in the military had a great line that it's easier to plan and cancel them than to come up with last minute plans. Uh, But I think there's a big thing coming, Christian, that America is not ready for. Uh, And I think you need to get your families ready for this is this gets better in the summer and it comes back in some way, shape or form in the fall. And I don't yeah, because we're not
0: gonna we're not gonna have like the the flu shot. We're not gonna have the corona shot. We're not. I mean, one day, sure, but we're not gonna have it this fall. And yeah, I think that you know you're right. Look, when it's regular cold and flu season, this is still out there, you know. And yeah.
1: remember, these are the masterminds who still haven't cured AIDS. You know, before before we believe in science too hard here. You know. And I don't say that as a joke. I say no, no, no. Because
0: no. how long has that gone on? And yeah, I agree. They, they're they able to manage it. They're able to treat it. And then you have instances of this where it's like for some people, yeah, these malaria drugs work, these things, you know, whatever, these have helped. But the the worst thing, I guess, is that there aren't enough tests. So, you know, I referenced uh, this girl that we, some of us were pages with. She's not that old. She did. They didn't no. give her a test. They just told her to go home and rest. And a lot of times, like if you or I got it, they wouldn't test us, you know. God forbid. And God forbid we had to be, you know, we had to go on a ventilator or any of that sort of stuff. That's when they would take interest. But we're not old enough. They're not going to waste a test on, you know, a couple of guys that are, I don't know, semi healthy. At least we like to think. Yeah. In in, in their uh, early slash unfortunately almost mid 40s uh, you know they they don't you know they're not, we're, they're not that worried about us yes there are uh, exceptions yes. to the rule
1: they're worried about people who are over 70 my opinions changed on that a lot once i started seeing uh 45 and 50 year olds uh, starting to yeah. get this no no now, i know i
0: you, and you started to see it more i know and that's you know it, the, look the saving grace is really the fact that my wife stopped reading the news because when she was she would always see exactly the wrong headline at exactly the wrong time. And then not that we shouldn't talk about it and not that she shouldn't know, but look, there's a lot of irresponsibility out there. And, you know, there was like a a story about a a young uh, uh, infectious disease worker in New Orleans who died. She had been tested, but they didn't have the results. I, I still don't think they know that she died from it, but they, you know, that got to be one of the first people that they said that. And, you know, it's, you know, there was like a 17-year-old who died, I think, in Los Angeles. And they weren't really sure about pre-existing conditions, any of that stuff. But they're still very quick to report on it. And not that we shouldn't get information, not that we shouldn't know to be worried, but we didn't need that cat story, you know? Yeah. They don't even know if it's this they're just like it's Whoa. a coronavirus. There's all the other coronaviruses, you know. This is this is the 19 because this is the one that first showed up at the end of last year, in in Wuhan, China. You know, and the you know the fact is that no, it, it it's you shouldn't call it the Chinese flu because of you know some of the the repercussions and 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 the backlash from that. But it's their fault. They lied about it. They, uh, you know, basically bullied the doctor who tried to warn everybody about it. They destroyed his samples of it. They wouldn't let him test on it. They're underreporting it. The only reason why we have the highest number, if you look at it, is because China lied. There's this story about like, you know, 5,000 urns going to Beijing, but their total dead reported for the country is 3,000. You're like, I don't think that, I don't think that adds up that doesn't match any of the models. It doesn't match what happened in Italy, you know, and I, I don't know. So it's, well, it's, it's infuriating
1: out the journalists right now. Yeah, that's the other one. right.
0: Yeah, exactly. They did that. Uh, and you know, look, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's infuriating. It's frightening. And the idea that every time you go out, it's like, yeah, if I, uh, you know, if I, if I touch the the wrong door handle and I don't, curell just enough afterwards i can bring it into my house where my family is and god that's the stuff that terrifies me but i mean look you're with your parents you know so the idea that you know you obviously have to be uh, extra careful too my wife and i were talking about how we wish we went to her parents house down in orange county if we had done that right away we'd have a little bit more space the the kid we'd have somebody to help us with the kids and but the reason we didn't go is because we worried about her, her parents. Like, because we didn't how know they parents? parents. Her parents are in their, like, mid-60s. So, they're yeah, probably... They're tough. Go, screw them. Free they're sitting. very tough. It's yeah. No, no. Well, not now. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard well, to say. We'll see well. how long this thing goes on. But, I mean, look, okay, and there was 21. a point, like, uh, at the beginning of March, I think it was March 3rd, I was at, I, I, I was at a Kiss concert at Staples Center with 20,000 people. So, believe me, I thought about that for a couple weeks, you know, when we finally got into the point where I felt like we're in the all-clear. Because, look, Staples Center, you had all these NBA teams that got it, and the common denominator was that they played at Staples Center. So, uh, you know, it's something that I thought about, that I was at a huge event with 20,000 people. And look, these were KISS fans. Do you think that they wash their hands in the bathroom? No, of course they don't. They're too busy making the devil horns. So... I don't know. It's uh it it's 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 tough and you know there's the balance where you have to figure out how funny are we able to be during it. Now you said you did a video of of party hopping sort of early in corona is Listen, that what you were saying? I'll
1: tell you a funny one. My bosses at ABC at one point and I don't give them enough credit sort of said, "Tom, don't make any corona jokes." Uh that was the ABC policy. And they were right because, you know what, if you look back on, even though things, humor is great when it's in the time and, it's, and you're in the room, um, but as it progresses, um, you know, like wearing a mask and waving the, oh, I'm going to disinfect you is, is, it's not funny anymore. Like, here's a good example. Um, I'm sure my last show the week when shit started happening was at a comedy club, stand up New York. And it's funny, the one show that I wanted to get canceled that week was the only show that didn't. Of course. And, (laughs) and I went on stage, I actually brought, that's how this wound up in the car. I actually brought this box of Clorox on stage and kept wiping down the mic in between acts in part because I thought this was really a super infectious disease and people were going to start dropping like flies. And then I started wiping the audience member as a joke, whatever. Um, and I know a news anchor in Indianapolis who started doing those same jokes, but two weeks after and did a joke about, Oh, I'm disinfecting the studio now wearing a mask. And I'm like, dude, there's a shortage of masks and you're wearing a mask, making a joke about, uh, using medical supplies in the studio. You know, you weren't really cleaning the studio. You were being a horse's ass. You know, it was very hacky. I'm a 24 year old uh, reporter. Look at me being funny. This will be cute on the demo reel. And I actually wrote the kid a note. I'm like, listen, I'm saying this is a friend and mentor. What's funny on day one won't be funny in two weeks, and you're gonna feel bad about it. You know? So yeah, I went, look, I, I have a friend.
0: Who, I have a friend who ran a joke by me, uh, and I'm like, look, it's a really funny joke. But but no, don't post it. And because this is the black cast, because it's you and I talking, and because I am attributing it to someone else, who I will not say who it was, because I, you know, they don't need it. And by the way, for fans of the Dennis Miller show, I swear this wasn't Salman. This was somebody else that I know. But uh, he said that, you know, the joke was, you can't call it the Chinese virus because. I'm not hungry 15 minutes after I get infected with it. I think that's a funny joke, but I was like, you know what? No, you, you really shouldn't because people are dying. And also you're having Chinese Americans that are being treated really badly. So I'm like, it comes from a place where you don't mean to hurt anybody, but it can. And then, you know, exactly the same thing you're talking about. In a week, people are going to look at that and be like, what was he thinking? You know? So, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, there's, there's other
1: jokes that I won't say that other people No, but that's a joke. And that's a joke too. Like, I think you hit all the reasons why it's not funny. And it's a punchline that's been done before. Well, there's that too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like I had one that I decided not to post, uh, which was, uh, in the old days when a girl started ghosting me on a dating app, I assumed she didn't like me. Now I just assume she got the Corona, you know, and again, (laughs) sure.
0: Uh, no, it's, yeah,
1: but again, yeah. you're you know, it was in a place I I don't know is what you're. So, I think here's the standard quarantine yeah. funny, corona and people dying not funny. Right. No, exactly. And I think I think that's the difference. You know, uh, having to
0: wash your hands a lot, it's okay, but uh, you know, I coughed on my grandmother is not funny, and you have of course the people who. Tried to treat it like it was a joke, like the Utah jazz player who made the joke about putting his hands up on the microphones, and then he got it. And then there's only one person who I don't feel sorry for getting it. I hope they pull through it, and I hope they become a great person because of it. And it was this kid on TikTok or something. He's probably in his early 20s, and he was joking about it. And in his video, he licked a toilet and yeah. then it turns out he has coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm just like, well, I I'm, don't feel bad for you, but and then, you know, I was talking to a friend about this guy and I was like, watch this, he's going to, you know, he's going to like uh, he's going to pull through it. He's going to become a missionary, he's going to like devote his life to something better. Maybe he's maybe he's going to, you know, it, maybe he's going to find the cure, you know what I mean, something. But I was just like in this moment right now, I'm glad that kid ended up in the hospital except for the fact that he's taking a bed away from somebody who could really use it. So, uh, you know, and, and the, the spring breakers, well, if you take a look at the numbers, all of a sudden there's an awful lot of cases in Florida. And there's a, there was a, a story where it was a dad, I don't remember what state they lived in, but they told their kid not to go to spring break because of the coronavirus. The kid went mm-hmm. and then the kid wants to come home and live with his parents. And they were like, "No, I don't want you getting our family sick." I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. No, you can't. And I think it's because people needed to take it seriously. And you look, it's easy to I, I referenced it earlier. It's easy to point at President Trump calling it a hoax. Uh, the you know the majority of the Fox Network was treating it like a joke. But yeah. I said this. I said this in our last show. Everybody in this country and maybe around the world owes a debt of gratitude to tucker carlson because he took it seriously he found it more interesting than the uh impeachment hearings which was like he knew how it was gonna end he focused on it really early because somebody told him it was important and because he knows that president trump watches fox news he often will post and comment on things that he hears He was at Mar-a-Lago, Tucker Carlson. He approached President Trump and he's like, listen, I think you should know that this thing's actually really serious. Here's the guy who talked to me, blah, 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 blah. So, the point where he started to at least ask more, and I guess he had people brief him on it, was because Tucker Carlson talked to him. So, this could have have all been like another week or two weeks if the guy who Jon Stewart made fun of for wearing a bow tie 20 years ago or
1: whatever that was. Uh, So, Look, there's, there's. No, I'm gonna go. As, I'm gonna go step beyond this and say, how scary is it, my friend, that that is our last line of defense? Is friggin' Tucker Carlson?
0: You know? Yeah. No, look, and and like, look, you you hear all the time about the 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 fake the news. Kim Jong
1: Un. Yeah. You
0: know? Well, Jesus, you want to talk about a joke that I made that I I wish I could take back. I was talking, this was this was like the end of February. And I was, I, my joke was, well, you don't have to worry about it spreading. Because the the stats in, North, in South Korea came out. And I was like, we don't have to worry about it spreading in North Korea. Because if you get it, they'll shoot you. And then I yeah. saw the story. No, I saw the story like yeah. a week later that they shot the guy in North Korea who got it. The first guy who got it, okay. they shot him. And I'm like. Oh, I, I just meant that that's the sort of thing that they would do. I didn't think it was the sort of thing no, that they actually did. T- yeah.
1: There's a tweet uh, from Kim Jong- Un's fake Twitter account of the coronavirus uh, statistics. It goes one, zero, one zero. And, you know, there's also something to be said in in that particular joke, I found a satirical value to it. Cause I didn't quite understand it because there that's a shot at the totalitarian regime. Right. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, but and even, I don't know. It's, it's scary times. I don't know what to do. And I find it frustrating. You as a man who has 19 different podcasts and four different web shows, the responsibility True. on you is, is tremendous.
0: Well, look, I do uh, it all from my bunker. You know, uh, I've I've found my happy place in my own home, and it is at the back of the garage, sound surrounded by my comic books and and uh, Star Wars figures that I'm saving for Felix when I feel like I'm comfortable for him watching it. So uh, it's also like you know one of the quieter places. And shockingly, I, I my wife pointed out that the the router is literally right above me, uh, next to the television. I think that's the Perfect. only reason that the internet works in this room. Uh, but, Tom, we could talk You're- about current events Go ahead, make your make at, point Because here. I was going
1: to say, we're at 12 hours Is there a chance we could pick up tomorrow and just do an episode purely on Picard? Yeah, no, that's fine I was
0: going to say, we should uh, we should reconvene Because, as I say, we could talk about politics And current <laughs> events And infectious right. diseases And all of it but I can't wait to see what are you going to boil this show down to. We did, what, nine, we did What we really need to talk about is something important, and yeah. it is Star Trek Picard, which, by the way, thanks to Patrick Stewart, people can watch Ooh. for free. The
1: wait, how did that happen?
0: I think he just said put it for free because at that point seven of no no sorry uh, nine of the ten episodes had already been posted. So seven of the nine you, episodes, yeah, I know that's Spoiler what I was alert. thinking. So uh, everybody who was going to pay for it, kind of already did. So now it's like, all right, look, these are the people you weren't going to get anyway. So, yeah, I, I have a lot to say about that show, and I, I have some Blackcast regulars that I know will also want to chime in. So uh, as we as we tidy up our, our, this part of the conversation, uh, I guess I, I did already use it as a prop, but I should mention that this show has been brought to you by Toilet Paper don't you wish you bought a lot of it back then? Yeah, uh, Clorox, please send. I, by the way, I wish I had those. <laughs> I, I, have, I have two more canisters of it, but uh, I don't think they're going to be replenished. Uh, no. So is there, is there any final thought uh, that you have here? Uh, how do we put a bow on this conversation, Tom?
1: Take care of your family and pray for the world
0: yeah you know i i said this uh it was sort of like after we'd officially finished the last episode but i included it in there the first couple shows i that i started doing uh on afterbuzz like that week were cuz we started doing the shows on zoom like this instead of in studio together and the first thing that i started doing was from a very unlikely source, I started taking this thing that Jerry Springer says at the end of every sh- of, of his, his old show, not the judge show that he does now. He would say, take care of yourselves and each other. And I'm like, yeah, fucking Jerry Springer and Tucker Carlson are like two of the smartest people in the universe. <laughs> so, hey, that's Judge Jerry to you now, buddy yeah, boy. No, Judge Jerry was Judge Judy's husband, if you remember. The guy who did the people's court for like a yeah. minute.
1: Like there's a show, you know. J- Jerry Springer is no longer doing Jerry Springer. He yeah, I know they, they
0: they just had banked like two years worth of episodes, so they're still still posting new ones. But yeah, I know he's judge- Mister
1: Rogers. Did you know? I didn't. I didn't know he was dead. What? No, he's.
0: Yeah, you. I'm kidding. By the way, there's I'm- something very soothing that uh, when. When uh, when Lucy has her, she's doing a Skype speech therapy on Friday. She was doing it in, in home, but now it's on Skype. So, because Felix is home, he and I use that time, and we watch uh, we watch Mr. Rogers together. I'll tell you, it this is a great time to have Mr. Rogers in your life and watch him, like, go in a hot air balloon because you're just like, yeah, I, I can forget about it things for at least those 26 minutes. But anyway, I hope yeah. – that we can do a black cast where people can forget about all this stuff for, well, if it's a black cast, it's 126 minutes, but
1: still. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's, the, it's the only podcast where you just don't know if it'll end. Uh, and Believe me, it won't. <laughs> well, so Let me say goodbye to you now because I'm yeah. going to drive the car back to my parents yep. and I can't wait to be on. Uh, by the way, this is a great way to get yourself booked on the next show is don't talk about anything you were booked for.
0: Well, we were going to talk about all this. And then I was like, also, I want to talk to you about Picard. But yeah, that's true. It was like topics A and B. And then there was like A, one, two, three, all the way to 250. All right. So at Tom Kelly's show, is that across the board at Tom Kelly's show on everything? Yeah,
1: listen, at this point, listen, uh, YouTube for sure. I'm doing stuff there. Facebook and uh, TikTok and Snapchat. And uh, Instagram is where I'm really desperately looking at all the time.
0: I am trying... I'm doing everything I can to not get on TikTok. I, I successfully, it. I'm over I, it. I successfully avoided Snapchat. Uh, I had one, but I never posted anything on it. I, I feel like I, I feel like I dodged that one. All right, Tom Kelly. Uh, thank you so much as always. And of course I will, well, we'll talk, uh, you know, that might yeah. not be our next episode, but we'll record it very soon. We'll figure it out. We will talk Good Star Trek Picard time. very soon. Uh, thank you, and we will see all of you next time on the Black Cast. Listen a
1: Black Cast. I don't wanna watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC podcast
0: on. No talking to me. Listen a Black Cast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer. Who I can't talk. Call back if you please.
1: Listen a Black. Don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass I'm kissing. Listening to Black Cat. All right, I see the REC came up. That means that we are recording. Is that going to be your, your official tagline for all these podcasts now? Yes, the REC is that on. Means
0: I need you to know that we are recording. It's uh, one of those legal things. No, no, no. But so this is for the video version, <laughs> and. And for the audio version, they'll hear this part at the end because that's the little behind the curtain. But for the audio version, it'll start something like, live from the parking lot of the Golden Parrot, it is the Blackcast. <laughs> My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny, let Listen into to Blackcast. Oh, yeah, that's the Blackcast.
1: It's on the base playing TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on Afterbus TV. That's right. It's that guy Christian. You rock! Alright, several Texas fans are gonna take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show.